Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's July 10, 2012, and this is episode 343. Today, we're going to look at the i1 Photo Pro calibration solution from X-Rite and i1 Profiler, the software that you'll use to run the device. For me, this is an upgrade from the i1 Extreme UV Cut Calibration Solution. So we'll also touch on the main differences between the two solutions if you are considering upgrading yourself. For my testing, I actually used the i1 Publish Pro 2, not the i1 Photo Pro 2. And as the price of these two solutions is different, I first wanted to touch on the key differences between the two. X-Rite's marketing materials state that the i1 Photo Pro 2 is professional color management for photographers and i1 Publish Pro 2 is professional color management for pre-press, photo and imaging pros. This really says it all in that if you are a photographer that wants ultimate control over your color, then the i1 Photo Pro 2 is the way to go. If you have a requirement for to prepare work for pre-press, the Publish Pro gives you the ability to create CMYK plus printer profiles. So this would be the way to go if that's the sort of work that you do. The i1 Photo Pro is currently listed at $1,499 on B&H and the i1 Publish Pro 2 is listed at $1,999. So you've got to really need that CMYK profiling ability to spring the extra $500. Even if you own a professional printer that supports CMYK printing, most photographers don't print in CMYK. So if you're wondering what your situation is, then the chances are that it's not important to you. So as a photographer, you could simply go with the i1 Photo Pro solution. There's actually a third solution called the i1 Basic Pro 2, which does not have printer profiling, but does give you the best available display calibration, as well as color, spot color measurement and management. And there are printing quality checks available, but not profiling. So we'll, we'll look mainly at the solution as the Photo Pro 2. Does every photographer need the i1 Photo Pro 2 solution? Of course not. It really depends on how accurate you want your printer profiles to be. If you are using a prosumer printer, the chances are that the Color Monkey Photo may well be enough for your needs. I personally decided to upgrade to the i1 series when I bought my Canon Image Prograph IPF 6350 large format printer. And until then, I'd been very happy with the results I was getting with the Color Monkey Photo. You get what you pay for, of course, and so if you want the best, this is it. The choice is yours, of course, and based on your own budget and requirements. If you want to see more about the Color Monkey, by the way, I published a video review of that back in August 2010 in podcast episode 249. If you want to check this out, uh, it's at, if you just type in mbp.ac 249, 
that will take you directly to the blog post and the podcast for that. I've also put a B&H widget at the bottom of this week's blog post, which will be at mbp.ac343. And this will dynamically update the prices of X-Rite's tools as they change. So it's a good place to check and compare the prices of these X-Rite calibration solutions in real time. Okay, so let's take a look at what you'll get. And the first improvement over the previous version of X-Rite's flagship calibration solution, the original i1 had a nice carrying case. But although at this point it's still a cosmetic upgrade, externally the new case is very, very classy indeed. When you open it up, the first half of the case houses the printer calibration backboard and ruler, improvements to which we'll look at later. And there are also pouches for the software manual and color checker proof and color checker uh, classic targets, which we'll look at briefly later. I took these out for the photo, but these things are of course usually packed nicely away in pouches built into the case. Next, we see the main compartment, which houses the i1 Pro spectrophotometer and the various holders and cables necessary to use it for its many calibration purposes. The inside of the original i1 case was molded out of some kind of dark, spongy, polystyrene-like packaging. And as I say, it was okay, but this new i1 Pro case with its velvety touch just oozes classiness. The pieces drop into their dedicated location much more easily now, and when the case is closed, they are met with the other half of the moulding to fully protect them during storage and transit. Because the moulding is half in the cover here too, if you open the case the wrong way, the pieces aren't all going to roll out onto the floor. They just sit in the lid right there in their respective locations. X-Rite even went to the trouble to include a little indentation for the screw in the top of the, the tripod holder base plate to stop it from sliding off which to me is one of those little extra bits of effort like the ones that Apple does to make our lives just a little bit easier and generally more pleasant. In this next image, I've actually taken everything out of the case and just laid it out on the table so that you can see. And you have here all of the tools that you need to fully calibrate your digital workflow. Whereas I use a color checker passport in the field to ensure that I have accurate color from my camera to start with, there is a color checker target included in the i1 photo solution for use in the studio. You use it in much the same way, but it's obviously not built to be carried around in your pocket like the trap the passport is. All of the i1 Pro 2 processors are managed from the new i1 profiler software. This is where you initiate all of the calibration processes and can save and manage your various workflows as well as ICC profiles. Note too that i1 Profiler can also be used with the i1 Display Pro device, which is a great option for color accuracy if you have no intention or requirement to create printer profiles. The software automatically detects which device you have connected to your computer 
And if you click the little triangle to open up the licensing section, you get a graphical indication of the functionality that can be used with that device and your license. You can see here that with the Display Pro plugged in, we have display and projector profiling, but none of the printer profiling options are available. This is also useful if you travel and you need a, a calibration solution while on the road, but you don't need the printer profiling because then you can take the Display Pro with you instead as it's a nice small package, but it works with the same software. So you don't need to install multiple programs to run the devices. Note that if you were to opt for the very capable Color Monkey Photo for your display, projector and printer calibration, this does not use the i1 Profiler software. The Color Monkey comes with its own dedicated software. Now, I'm not going to run through all of the features of the i1 Pro because X-Rite have done a far better job than I could with their training, including an excellent manual and video tutorials available right there in the i1 Profiler software. What I will do though is quickly walk you through the main points of calibrating your display and then a super quick look at projector and printer profiling. First, let's hook up the i1 Pro 2 spectrophotometer and you can see in this next screenshot that we now have all of the features enabled. The only difference here, of course, is that you'd not see the CM CMYK profile enabled with the i1 Photo Pro solution. Once you've selected profiling from the display section on the left, you're given a workflow along the bottom of the i1 profiler screen. This will walk you through the process and you can save the settings or workflow to recall later so you don't have to remember what you select each time. To gain maximum control over my display and how I view it in my workspace, I always opt to measure the luminance of the ambient light and I'm instructed to first calibrate the i1 Pro 2 device as I start this process. Then I'm instructed to measure the ambient light in my workspace by removing the ambient light measurement head from the base of the tripod holder and fitting it to the i1 Pro 2, and then aim it at the light source and click the measure button to take a reading. Now, the i1 Profiler software knows the lighting conditions in which I'm working and viewing my computer displays. This is incredibly important to the entire process and one that I recommend you include, especially if you print your own work. Note though that if you use artificial lighting with a strong color cast, this can adversely affect how your prints look and you don't want that. In this case, select 120 as a starting point for your luminance and an illuminant of D65 for your white point. These are good defaults to work with for most situations. Of course, most of us have work environments in which the ambient light levels will change. And to compensate for that, if you have an automatic brightness regulator on your monitor or laptop, by all means use it. This will usually take the brightness setting that you manually select during the calibration process as a base and adjust from that point 
as the ambient light in your workspace changes. As long as you set your starting point using a calibration tool, you'll be in good shape. On the next screen, which I'm not going to include in the enhanced podcast or on the blog because it's just a few text pull downs, but basically we select the profile settings and I always just use the defaults, which is ICC profile version four because it's the newest, a tone response curve of gamma 2.2 because it's the most common and a profile type of matrix based because X-Rite made that the default and I trust them. On the next screen, we select the patch set size. Those of you that have been listening to the podcast for a while will know that my mum embedded two very important principles into my mind from a very early age. The first was, if you're going to have one, have a big one. And the second was, if a job's worth doing, it's worth doing well. I apply both of these principles on this screen. Although it takes about 20 minutes to run through the calibration process, I always select the largest patch set available here and give it time to run. Note too that if you are having problems printing a particular image, you can fine tune your profile by adding color patches sampled from that photo too, which can be extremely helpful. And the final setting before we start the measurement on the measurement screen is whether whether or not to use automatic display control or ADC or to manually adjust your display's brightness, contrast and RGB, RGB gains. I have tested both methods and although ADC works perfectly, for my old external Azor monitor I generally opt to manually control this as I have brightness and RGB gain controls. I don't have the contrast, uh, and if you don't have something, it's just ignored. I don't have RGB gain controls on my MacBook Pro's display, though, at least not that I'm aware of. So I generally use ADC or auto display control for my MacBook Pro. As you start the calibration or the measurement process, If you opted to make any changes manually, you'll be guided to make those changes by on-screen messages. In this next photo, we can see the i1 Pro 2 spectrophotometer attached to the display, but also we can see that this is the part of the process where I was adjusting the brightness of my display to match my workspace. There's an indicator on the display to tell you when you have it right. And this is very much how the RGB gain adjustment is displayed too. If you have the ability to change that, of course. I wanted to note what I feel is a nice improvement over the original i1 Pro here as well, which is that the USB cable for the device now comes out of the top as it hangs down over your display as opposed from the bottom. It's actually just the, the spectral photometer has been flipped on its head, but uh, it, I really like that. I know that some people don't like this, this change, but I love it, mainly because when I use the old device to calibrate my MacBook Pro's display, the USB cable would press my keys and generally get in the way. That's no longer the case. It's all just neatly over the top of the display and out of the way now. 
So once you've finished your manual settings, if you selected the largest patch set like I do, you go and get a cup of coffee or something while the i1 Pro 2 and your display get jiggy with it for 20 minutes or so. When they're done, all you have to do is save the profiles and you're finished. You can save the profiles as user, user level or system level or both if you prefer. I generally save to both. If you have a second display, of course, you just have to repeat the process. Selecting your second display at the start. One thing to note here, though, is that no matter how much you resist the need, there's no way to actually accurately bring two monitors into line without using devices like the i1 Pro 2 from X-Rite to calibrate them. Using strips to see and adjust the brightness or on-screen tools that you adjust based on your own vision will only work to a point and are never accurate. This is the most apparent way really to see when you compare two displays from totally different manufacturers like this that are basically in perfect harmony with the same image uh, stretched across both screens looking exactly the same. Okay, so that's the display calibration process. If I go through the projector and printer profile in as much detail, we're going to be here all night. And I don't have time for that, and I'm sure you don't either. So let me just mention that if you have a need to calibrate a projector, the i1 Pro will do that. But again, so will the i1 Display Pro and the Color Monkey Photo for that matter. Projector calibration is very similar to display calibration, but of course, because the light is being projected onto the screen, you can't attach a device to the screen itself. You use the tripod holder that comes with the i1 Photo Pro 2 to stand the spectrophotometer up and pointed at the screen. Alignment is assisted with on-screen instructions, so a well-trained monkey could do it. Once you've completed the calibration, once again you save the ICC profile and you're done. Ideally, you would calibrate the projector for you know every, every time you move to a new location, but unless you are doing some color-critical presentations, once you have a collection of profiles for each location to you, that you use your projector in, you can just reselect the profiles that you already have as you move between locations. So just as quickly, well, maybe a little bit more detail, but let's touch on printer profiling. Although we won't be able to go, really do this topic justice today, which is why my Pixels to Pigment workshop and seminar is a two-day event. Of course, we get into a lot of other stuff as well, but you know what I mean. Once again, you start the I, in the i1 profiler software by defining the size of the patch set that you want to print as the basis for your measurement and calibration. I generally define a patch set with as many patches that I can fit into two pages with a bit of tweaking to the patch size. You can fit 920 patches patches onto two pages of eight and a half by 11 inch paper or US letter. 
If you use a, a smaller or a prosumer printer, you can go ahead and print them right there from inside the i1 profiler software. In my case though, I often print to roll paper on my large format printer and don't carry eight by eight and a half by 11 inch sheet paper. So I save the two pages as TIFF files from the profiler and then stick them together in Photoshop. If I have 17 inch roll paper, that's perfect for two eight and a half inch tall profiles back to back, as we can see in this photograph of the two targets being printed together. You can also save them together lengthways for 24 inch paper if that's what you have. If I was using an even wider format printer or I needed to go to town on the accuracy of the profile, I could define larger patch sets and print more pages basically. And it's even easier to do that with roll paper like this. Note that if you do print from Photoshop or Lightroom, you have to ensure that you have no profile or color management by the printer drivers selected. The patch sets have to be printed with no re remapping of the colors at all, or your resulting profiles will be useless. In fact, if you ever create a printer ICC profile, and then when you print your photos look all wacky, this is the first thing to recheck in your troubleshooting. Once you have your printed patch sets and given them at least 15 minutes to dry, longer if possible, you'll use the backing board and ruler to scan the patches into the i1 profiler software with the i1 Pro 2 to create your ICC profile. Here, a major improvement in version 2 is that the i1 Pro 2 now scans from the front of the ruler guide and not through a slot in the guide. This means that you can read the first few lines of the patches much more easily than before. In the past, you often had to hold it uh, all still by hand rather than using the clamp on the baseboard because you couldn't read the first few lines otherwise. That problem has gone away now, and again, the metal just feels sturdier and higher quality. More importantly though, is the addition of the positioning detection sensor on the bottom of the i1 Pro 2 that reads the notches on the metal rules so that uh, the differing scanning speeds or even stopping don't cause errors. And this makes the scanning process much easier and less nerve-wracking, especially when you're in a hurry. You can also define patch sizes down to 7mm now, which means that you can fit more patches on each page, saving time, ink and paper. Okay, so before we move away from printing, I wanted to quickly mention the colour checker proof process. I mentioned earlier that the i1 Photo Pro 2 contained a color checker proof and a color checker classic target. The classic is used much like the color checker passport, but it's more for studio use and not really built for carrying around in your pocket. The color checker proof patches though are used for something quite different. You select the color checker proof option in the i1 profiler software and we'll see a screen similar to the one that you'll see now in the enhanced podcaster on the blog. With your ICC profiles listed, 
you can select one that you want to proof. And if you select show out of gamut indicator, you will see which of the colors on the target you may have trouble printing. We can see here that my breathing color vibrance rag profile will enable me to print all of the colors on the target. If you have any colors that won't print on a certain paper, they appear with a line through the applicable color patch. To work around that, you can try creating a profile with more patches, uh, but you can use this tool basically to select a different paper if that's an option for you. To perform a proof, you just need to print out the patches that you see here and allow it to dry and then place the color checker proof over the top of the printed patches. If everything matches up, the color that you see through the holes will match the colors on the color checker proof target itself. If the colors don't match, you'll need to check your settings, make sure that you haven't got the wrong profile applied or, so, or something like that. Uh, but basically this allows you to check that what you're printing really is the same as what you, you're, you expect it to be. So let's take a look at some of the additional new features that I've not already touched on. Starting with the new i1 Pro 2 spectrophotometer itself. The original i1 Pro was the industry standard and X-Rite improved it making it the most accurate profile device available today, including support for the latest developments in ISO standardization. The i1 Pro 2 now has a dual luminance design with automatic optical brightener compensation or OBC. All you have to do is to do a dual scan of your printer patch set sheets and the second scan uses the ultraviolet spectrum which gathers information about how the optical brightening agents in a substrate emit light when they are illuminated with the UV light. This also allows profiles to be recalculated later for different illuminants, which in practice will be a big time saver. Optical brighteners are found in some many modern papers and can cause problems under certain light sources. Basically, this can now be automatically corrected as part of the profiling process. You can also spot do spot color measurement if you need to know the exact color of a physical object. This helps, for example, if you are photographing products and you have to ensure that your resulting images are exactly the same color as the physical products. Ergonomically, everything has just been totally redesigned. We've already touched on most of the updates, but the i1 Pro 2 itself feels much better to handle than the original i1 Pro. The version 2 has a slightly rubberized feel, so it's very easy to grip and less likely to slip out of your hands as you scan the patches, something that would happen on occasion in the past. In general though, from the case up, everything just feels better to the touch and higher quality. X-Rite have obviously paid a lot of attention to the details, making the i1 Pro 2 and its peripherals a total pleasure to use. X-Rite have provided a number of upgrade options from previous and other product lines. I'm not going to go into details here today. Uh, you really need to visit the X-Rite photo website to see that. 
uh, just to check what's available. And there are also details on BNH Photo as well, and they'll be included in that widget that I mentioned. All in all, the new i1 Pro 2 and the solutions built around it simply reap quality, and their ease of use is second to none. It's an expensive system for sure, and I'm sure many of you would rather get a nice new L lens than the i1 Photo Pro 2 solution, and that of course is your decision. If you don't need the very best, X-Rite and a few other manufacturers produce alternatives, such as the Color Monkey Photo or the i1 Display Pro that we briefly looked at earlier. Hopefully, if you're just considering calibration for the first time, you'll have a slightly better idea now of what's available from X-Rite at least. If you print to large format printers though, or you have to create totally color accurate images for your customers, I suggest you take a good look at the i1 Photo Pro 2 solution. It's simply the best. If you're still wondering why you should even calibrate in the first place, stay tuned for next week's podcast, which will be a webinar that I just finished this morning with Photoshelter and X-Rite. And we talked about that very topic in some detail. So that's it. I'm going to put, as I said, a B&H affiliate links widget into the bottom of the blog, po the blog post for this week. And that will be at mbp.ac slash 343. And this widget will basically update the prices of these X-Rite products as they are changed, if they're changed. So it's actually going to be a handy way to check and compare prices of what's available. If you intend to pick up any of the listed products, you'd be supporting this blog and podcast by clicking through from these links. And of course, the price is always totally unchanged to you. And you have my word that I would never give a positive review to a product that I don't use myself and fully believe in. Thanks very much for listening today. Remember that you can find me on Google Plus and Twitter and links to everything that I'm up to are on that top page at martinbaileyphotography.com. So do drop by and take a look. I'll be here again next week with that webinar that we just mentioned. But in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.